This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. Welcome back to the Comstock Channel. My name is Brian Hendrickson. It is Friday, which means it's time for the wrap-up. Eric is finally back with us. Welcome, welcome. I'm not happy with you at the moment as you're enjoying <laughs> some nice weather compared to the cold and, depending on where you are, some snow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll be happy to know that I returned to Minneapolis tonight, so it'll be <laughs> negative wind chills and miserable, but... Uh, it has been nice to to get away and collect some sanity for a week. That's for sure. And you know, really, markets this week um, they they did some significant things, particularly in the grains. And so I, I I maybe have more hope today than I did a couple of days ago. And I think the bulk of that is just because uh, you had pretty much farmer psychology was broken. We get leading into this week, and the first of the week did us no favors. And so when I when I got to looking at longer term charts, so this is the life of contract for the December 24 corn. And from the contract low at the beginning of the contract to the contract high in 2022, uh, when all grains were making their highs there, uh, this was, we achieved the 62% retracement level on this chart. And so I'm, when I noticed that we were getting close to that, I thought, okay, that might be a target. The December contract is very critical because it's the first month of new crop. And, and it's one that funds tend to favor when they look at their longer term patterns and what they might do. And so looking longer term, like they often do this, this tells us, yeah, we got down to a critical support level so far we were able to hold. Uh, obviously this is kind of a do or die situation for the corn. Uh, now that we've got to these levels. So I'm hoping that maybe achieving that in addition to some of the other problems we're hearing about in Brazil and, and regarding corn, um, you know, maybe they're not going to export quite as much, something Matthew talked about yesterday with the new ethanol plants coming on and their domestic demand increasing. So maybe this is a spot where funds start doing a little short covering. And when they're hundreds of thousands of contracts long, and they start covering, or short, I'm sorry, and they start covering those shorts, then we see significant market rallies. And, and maybe we can set a winter low in here and, and have something to look forward to. All right, let's talk soybean. They're not having a good time. No, it's, it's again, a situation that is just breaking psychology. And it's been a consistent battle. And, you know, now, you know, we got this crush report and it was fantastic. It was an all-time record. It was a record December by a long shot, um, well above uh, trade estimates. And soybean oil stocks were a little higher than the trade estimated they would be, but still a very low-level soybean oil stock. Um, and, and so I'm a little surprised to see the continued weakness that we see, particularly in the soybean oil. That's also, of course, dragging on the beans. But we did get down very close to $12, which should be not only technical, but also psychological support for these front month beans. And from that level, we did see a nice little rebound and started today with a little follow through. But I think we saw some profit taking to, to end the day, which also ending the week, of course. And so, you know, eventually this Argentina-Brazil discussion will lead to the realities of lost bushels from Brazil and the fact that 
Argentina doesn't export soybeans. They crush soybeans. So, you know, they they make a big difference on the product market, but not necessarily on the global soybean market itself. So I'm hoping that we start paying attention to the idea that Brazil is going to have reductions. Argentina does not really export soybeans. They actually import soybeans more often. And and so what is the reality of the total production as far as available soybeans on the global cash market and where do we stand within that equation? And so I think that's going to be the big deal moving forward. And that should be where the attention lies for the next couple of months as we're seeing harvest reports coming out of Brazil, particularly in the earlier planted states right now. And that'll continue to ramp up as we move through the next 30, 45 days. Let's switch over to livestock, starting with cattle. Yeah, um, great week for cattle. Uh, didn't have a great finish today, but the week was really nice. I mean, February live cattle were up $3 on the week. Uh, you had, I, I don't I don't know how much we're going to give any merit to uh, cattle on feed, but that gave the market jitters today. So we had a nice move up for the week. We had some profit this morning on the longs and we started to see folks taking some of that profit before the close today. And so we did finish in the red across all feeder and fed cattle, but uh, you know, cash trade been, has been almost uh, non-existent all week. Uh, in fact, we didn't have any confirmed reported trade as of the confirmation deadline at 2 PM yesterday. I'm hoping we'll see something later this afternoon. Uh, but this weather has just done a number and it, it's tough to deal with the animals. They're not putting on pounds. They're using all their calories just to stay warm. And, and it creates kind of an odd situation where you can't put on any pounds and then creates this vacuum that they, the packers have to recover from. We have seen box beef moving up off of the recent lows. We're making uh, a third consecutive weekly high in the cattle. So we're, we're getting back to some levels where you could start talking about some retracement resistance now. Um, and not necessarily from where we're at right now, but moving forward, we get a little more strength. We could see we could see some long profit taking and, and maybe some additional hedge pressure from producers at those levels. Um, that cattle on feed will come out at two o'clock today. As we're recording here, we're not quite there, not quite to two o'clock. So I don't have the final numbers, but your estimates are right here with 102% on feed. I could see that being reality. Placements at 95.4 seems a little aggressive. I, I would expect to see that maybe closer to 96 or 7. Um, if that's the case, then today's weakness at the close was probably warranted, and we might see a little follow-through selling to start next week. However, if it does come in at a 95.4 or something lower than that, uh, you could expect we'll see some some uh, positive trade and probably continue this breakout that we started a couple days ago. Uh, marketing is 99.3. That should be a moot point. Uh, that should be about right on with with what we see for reality here in about 20 minutes so um could be a game changer at least for the short term but that'll be where the focus is for the next couple of sessions let's wrap up with hogs Anything positive yeah, yeah i mean yeah so the only thing i can say is that uh traders seem to be energized to buy hogs of late and and that's and that's a good thing but it's kind of a double-edged sword all you've done is push the futures to levels that are hedgeable at profitable points. And so now you're overbought and cash has not kept up with the futures and you're probably due to see some pretty heavy hedge pressure. And so that ultimately, I, I think the hogs have given, given us a, a few nice weeks here. 
but I think it's probably something that's going to be coming to an end very soon, especially when you look at some of these deferred contracts at over 90 cents a pound. I mean, that, that's hard to turn away from when they've been struggling so badly for so long just to be able to do something, whether it's LRP or buying a put option or even selling futures. You know, there's strategies out there to, to lock up those numbers, at least on the futures and, uh, and get some protection put on that at least doesn't lose the farm. So I would expect to see some of that. And, and so because of that, I, I, I think the hogs are going to have a hard time continuing this rally much longer. Get a short term break here. Hopefully it's not too deep and then maybe catch some outside interest and go higher again. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see how they started out next week. Overall, how do you feel yeah. about the week? I love that when you start with overall. <laughs> uh, so overall, I felt horrible for the first couple of trading days, that being Tuesday and Wednesday, because Monday was a holiday. It, and, and I was probably just feeding off of my clientele's psychology. Like I said, it was broken. And normally when that happens, and we talked about this on Wednesday afternoon in our uh, company meeting, normally when everybody thinks there's gonna, not going to be a bottom, that's when you've put in your low. Seasonally, this time period makes sense to put in a low. Winter lows are not uncommon, especially not in the month of January. So seasonally, yeah, this could be it. So grain-wise, I feel pretty good. Uh, cattle, excellent. Uh, they, they look good. We, we've got so many reports of open cows and, and different things that seem to – we're going to keep the numbers in check to the point where the market should perform well. So the, the cattle, excellent. Uh, hogs, yeah, it's been nice, but uh, I'm afraid we're going to see a little break here short term. So I guess mixed bag. I guess I will let you enjoy your last few minutes in yeah. um, nice weather for a little yeah. bit before you have to come back and face reality in the cold. Yeah, well, it's happening in a few hours, so not really looking forward to that. All right. Thank you. All right, yeah, for a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.